0: Hello everybody, we are back with the Josh Thoughts official sports podcast and we're jumping into an NFL update today and um, so much guys, so much has happened with the NFL. Last year it was such a good season and honestly I didn't think it could get any better and yet this season is shaping up to be one of the best ever with multiple storylines coming from different directions. Um, and so many good things we need to talk about so let's start off with the issue at hand now Aaron Rodgers I hate to admit this I do hate to admit this I've made a couple podcasts on him and looking back on it I've realized that he has been living in my head rent-free honestly and I hate to admit that because you never want to admit someone's living in your head rent-free but he has been so today we're going to put it to bed. We are evicting Rogers from my brain. I am going to talk about him one last time right now. And I will not talk to him again unless he does something completely unexpected. If he plays really, really poorly, I'm not going to talk about it that much. If he plays really, really well, like normal, I'm not going to talk about it. If he makes a deep run in the playoffs, maybe we're going to open that door and let him back in. For, but for the time being, we are evicting Rogers. So... Why are we evicting Rogers? Well, as I previously said, been absolutely living in my head, rent free. And the reason is a lot of the things he's done has disturbed me very greatly. You know, I was defending him at first because of this whole vaccine issue. Then when I realized he'd lied about it, I did a 180 because it's one thing not to be vaccinated. It's another thing to lie about being vaccinated and mislead everyone. And then to go on a podcast and think that you are a scientist and you have the understanding to actually speak on an issue like this when it's clear that he didn't. I knew more about the issue than him, which is really bad because I'm not a scientist either. I am someone that's been very interested in science and you know, was a subject I've I've learned a lot about in a couple different areas, but I'm not a pathologist. I'm not a vaccine expert, but from what he had said, I mean, bringing up the point, well, if you can get sick after getting the vaccine, then what's the point? I think that right there just proves how little of an idea of anything about the vaccine that he understands. Because obviously, for anyone who pays any amount of attention to the issue... It's not about preventing the entire disease. It's not about coming up with some kind of magical cure. Those things don't exist on this world, actually. But it's about creating rates. It's about reducing the rate of individuals with extreme extreme reactions to the point where those people need to be hospitalized. So, at the end of the day, um, that bothered me a lot. And this whole kind of journey he's been stringing us on. Am I going to retire? Am I going to move? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? You know, because of the Jordan love pick, I was a person that thought, well, this guy has some cojones. You know, he has some balls. I'm hoping that he's going to say, you know what, Packers? You've done wrong by me. And you've done wrong by me to such a level that I'm actually going to leave and prove that I can play well somewhere else. I was looking forward And hoping that he would go to a different location and then he could actually show, can I go deep in the playoffs with a different formula, with a different group of people. And that would have been the perfect opportunity to do so. We saw Tom Brady do this and a lot of people will go back and say, well Tom Brady didn't really change his legacy that much by going to Tampa and winning. Bull, bull crap he didn't change his legacy. It is such a huge difference. To go from one situation where so much of the credit was always attributed to Belichick and everything around him, going to Tampa, obviously he had great coaches and players around him, but to do it with a different group in a different environment, it's rare and it shows how individually great he is as well and how big of a part he was in New England of everything that was going on, especially given what's been happening in New England with Mac Jones. Not that Mac Jones isn't good, not that he can't become way better, but it's a whole different, you know, ball of wax. It's a whole different situation. What we've seen is it's not just plug and play, put another guy in there who's similar to Brady and you're going to get the same results. It's not. Um, and I am worried about my Patriots a bit now um, but we will get to that later because that's kind of on the boring end of what we have to talk about right now so I was hoping Rogers would actually stand up to the Packers and actually do something and actually take a risk and actually kind of put something on the line maybe for once he's he, Aaron Rogers security blanket his entire career has been the Packers because the Packers have been bad Fans of him are able to completely, or maybe the Packers haven't been bad, it's just things around him haven't been as good as they could have been. It's been able to be used as a crutch for his career of why he hasn't gotten to that many Super Bowls, because he doesn't have good stuff around him. And now he can continue to use that crutch. If he had left, the crutch would have been gone. It's, you picked a new spot, you picked what you liked, now go do it like Brady you know and i and i understand he doesn't want to be compared to Brady but even if he went and never won that doesn't mean that he necessarily that doesn't mean that would have hurt his legacy necessarily because it depends on how he plays it depends on everything that goes on around him as well But it would be a lot greater indication to a lot of people of, well, how much of this is the Packers and how much of this really is Aaron Rodgers? Is he really holding the entire team together? And if he leaves, they're going to be bad. Or if he leaves and they're similar and they win the AFC North and they still are disappointing in the playoffs, then you kind of go, well, really, what was he adding here? What was he adding? You know, obviously he's a good player. But... By re-signing with Green Bay, it basically negates the entire temper tantrum that he's been throwing for two years or so after the Jordan Love pick. It negates the whole thing because at the end of the day, he still hasn't really taken any action against the Packers. Yeah, maybe he damaged them publicly by just doing what he does. He likes to damage a lot of public perception of himself, of the Packers, of whatever. Um... And this is just really frustrating for me because it feels like you're building and you're building and you're building to this exciting moment when Pat, when Rodgers is going to go and he's going to do something truly courageous that, uh, that I think a lot of fans and a lot of people would have respected. And maybe the Green Bay fans would have hated it, but I think a lot of them would have understood, you know, the team has made crucial mistakes and crucial errors that have impeded you from doing well that Jordan Love pick could have been any number of different players that would have been a starter for the Packers during this playoff run these past couple years and could have been the difference putting them over a San Francisco and getting them further into the playoffs so when you look at this entire situation for me that's why it's so so frustrating it's because if you're just going to stay with the Packers, why do any of it? Why throw the temper tantrum? Why constantly attract attention to yourself? Why do this and do that? And then you just go back with the Packers? And you just go, and, it, and it's all just where it started? There was, no, there was no reason for any of it. There was no rhyme or reason other than attention. I mean, the rhyme or reason was maybe he wanted to exert leverage over the Packers, but was it for money? Was it for the contract? I mean, is that really what he was after, was just to get a new contract? I mean, not only a new contract, but a contract that pays him so well that it excludes him from winning the Super Bowl. It excludes that. Again, we talked about this in a previous podcast. The highest cap charge a quarterback, a winning Super Bowl quarterback, had on his team, it was Tom Brady, and it was 12.5% of the cap. That was his number, and they were able to win a Super Bowl. No team with a quarterback on a higher cap charge than that has won a Super Bowl in the last 20 years or so. And now Rodgers is going to be taking up a quick 25% of the cap. So it's just over. It's over. He's not going to win anything in Green Bay anymore. I'm sorry. Um, if he does, I'm going to talk about it. But, but now the legacy of Rodgers is set. He was a great statistical quarterback. He never was willing to take the risks needed to actually put his team through. He was protecting his individual stats to a fault. Um, And I'm sure as you can see me getting upset right now This is why we're evicting Aaron Rodgers He's living in my head He's been living in my head rent free And he's out Evicted We're done We are done with Rodgers I'm so disappointed with how this ended I'm so disappointed that In myself For letting myself get dragged into it And get emotionally invested In this guy who just continuously disappoints me um, And many other people so that's it. We're done. Rogers evicted. Now let's move on to the exciting stuff that's happening. First off, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Oh man, I bet actually, you know what? We'll we'll keep Rogers in-house just for this last segment and then we can and then we'll finally shut the door and kick him out. And if you guys hate me talking about Rogers, then we'll finally have that settled. But I'm sure Rodgers is thinking, oh, well, I go with the Packers. You know, Devontae going to be coming back because I love him and this and that and whatever. Well, Rodgers forgot one thing. This little game that he's been playing, it doesn't just weigh on him. It weighs on his teammates. And Devontae Adams had a great connection with Derek Carr in college. They were a great, great duo, and they know each other. And he's a great player too, and he has options. And Rodgers... There's no way in my mind that he signs that contract with Green Bay thinking that Devontae Adams won't be there. Um, but that's the problem. That's the issue is he always thinks that everything revolves around him and that everyone it, – it's so clear to see now. And, and for a while, I thought that that was just an unfair reputation given to him by the media. But I can see now how it operates. He thinks, well, Devontae just going to mirror what I do. If I go, he goes. If I stay – You know, he stays. Meanwhile, pens his contract with the Packers first, taking up a crap ton of their cap money, making it even harder for them to negotiate with Devontae. It's not like he waited for them to sign Devontae first and then come back. No, he just comes back, gets his money set, and he thinks Devontae's just in the bag. Well, he's not in the bag. The Packers got you in the bag, and then they dished him out for whatever it was, a couple picks or this or that. And it's one of those things where... Um, it's ironic, it's hilarious, it's representative of Rodgers thinking that Devontae is more connected with him than he actually is. Devontae Adams is a guy with his own life and his own ambitions, and I'm sure he hates being strung along not knowing if his quarterback and his teammate is coming back. So he explores his other options, and he finds the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders with Josh McDaniels, to be a very enticing option he has that relationship with Derek Carr. They have weapons, they are poised for the playoffs. You know, last year they were so, you know, close to making a more significant run. Um and they were in the mix. They were totally in the mix. So when you look put all those things together, add Josh McDaniels who as a Patriots fan, I'm extremely saddened that Josh McDaniels has left. He's been a great offensive coordinator. Maybe he's not what we need. Maybe he just needed to be a head coach anyways. You never really know. But um, definitely worried about the Patriots. But the Raiders are looking great. The Raiders should be really exciting. Um, and keeping with the AFC West, as we're talking about them, the you have... The, um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put a pause on the AFC. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that little, just hearing a random beep, and now things are, things are turning on for no reason. But, uh, anyways, getting back to what we're talking about here. Disappointed in Rogers. We're shutting the door. He's been living in the head, rent free, and now evicted. He's out on the street somebody else can think about him somebody else can talk about him unless he makes a deep playoff run unless he like makes it to the super bowl we're not going to speak about him again on this pod um except maybe a couple passing comments if things become important but i'm not going to be i'm just not going to be invested like this again i was very invested to see where he went i was very invested to see go to the broncos maybe do something special that would be very exciting No, he stays in Green Bay, gets his easy division title win and his easy stats that he can pad on the Lions and the Vikings and the Bears, who are just a mess right now, and uh, call it a day. You know, call it a day right there. Boop, Aaron Rodgers out, and we're done. So, speaking, keeping with the NFC North instead, we got Kirk Cousins re-signed. This is another really funny issue here, and it's, I'm not going to sit here and say Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. I think he's probably top half of the quarterbacks in football. Is he top five? No. Is he now getting paid in the top five? Yes. So it, it, it begs this question of the Vikings because I know teams have different objectives. You know, one of the things I've loved about this year especially is a lot of teams are going in. They're going for the big one. They're going for the Super Bowl. You know, ask any fan what's better being decent for 5 years in a row or being terrible for 4 years and then winning a Super Bowl the fans would rather the Super Bowl you'd rather that one moment on the mountaintop surrounded by issues than the other way which is just being decent just being okay but never really finishing anything never really getting there it's that is i think worse spot to be as a fan than than actually winning Super Bowls Um, you know, and this can go back to me as a fan. When I first started watching football, started watching the Patriots, this was after their original three Super Bowl victories. So I was watching for years and years and years of them being really good and never being able to win the big one and then losing twice to the Giants. It was years of that for me, like a lot of years. And it was excruciating. It was terrible. And all of those demons were exercised. With the Malcolm Butler interception that ended Super Bowl forty nine, um, writing the, uh, you know the completely indomitable, indomitably lucky catch by Jermaine Curse on the sideline that could have been broken up but wasn't because a Patriot's safety was protecting Curse and jumped over him instead of hitting him because it obviously he didn't think he was catching the ball, um. That was extremely lucky, and then the Patriots got extremely lucky. Even though they had prepared and coached for that play, Pete Carroll could have still just run the ball down their throat and they would have been finished. Um, So they were lucky that Pete went to that old standby, that old play that he'd run a bunch of times that year. It's a big issue with the Patriots. You don't want to be predictable. Patriots had predicted that. They'd practice that play. Butler goes in there, gets it done, gets the pick, and – that, you know, moment for me as a fan was far greater than any other thing the Patriots had done. I would trade, you know, I talked about this with my father, who's also a Patriots fan. We would trade the undefeated season for another Super Bowl victory. No question. We'd much rather have a Super Bowl victory than an undefeated season. Any day of the week, any day of the year. Because the Super Bowl is what matters. The regular season is a secondary, ancillary prize That is really just getting ready for the playoffs, the intensity, and the moments that we all are waiting for as fans. So when you pivot this over to the Vikings, it seems to me that they're very content just treading water. Because you have a guy like Kirk Cousins. Again, we talked about the cap charge issue. If you're going to pay a QB that much money, you need to be able to put the game on their back. Kirk Cousins cannot have the game on his back as far as... Making things happen with subpar talent, making plays that are unforeseen and doing a bunch of stuff like that. It's just not, he's just not that kind of guy. He needs everything around him to be going well. He's a great businessman and he's done a good job to get his money. But the Vikings, I have no clue what they're doing because this is a move that's going to keep them in the same spot. It's going to keep them in the same location in the league. So what is the purpose? What is the end goal of the situation? Honestly, what is that? You don't know. I mean, it's it's to tread water, is what it is. And and we get it. You know, these NFL teams, they're making money hand over fist. Whether they win or don't, they're making great, great money. So I think they're just content being okay. They're they they would rather just keep Kirk Cousins. They know they're going to be okay. And um, but but they're not building towards anything. They're not building towards the Super Bowl. They're not building towards the playoffs. I'm sure they think they are. They're trying. But making that move with Kirk Cousins has basically eliminated them from actually being able to... If they had signed Kirk Cousins for like $20 million a year, I would go, wow, that's great value. They might actually be able to put a good team together around him by spreading the money out to other parts of the field, getting him help, and, you know, doing it that way. Which is completely legitimate. But to sign him at this number, it just tells you, vikings fans i'm sorry but your team's happy treading water if i were you i'd be pissed i'd want everybody out i would rather have crash and burn seasons where you build something as opposed to the meaningless seasons where you're decent you're okay you know you finish second in the nfc north and then you kind of you know maybe you get in the playoffs but it's just you're not you're not building towards anything so Sorry Vikings fans, if I was you, I would be upset. I would be wanting new people to be in charge. Honestly, GMs, coaches, whatever it is or new owner because clearly they're just happy taking your money as fans and running with it. Um and the Super Bowl is nowhere in sight. So, kind of disappointing for the Vikings a little bit, but but whatever. I'm sure Rodgers likes that. Yeah, he's he's ready to, you know, double up on the Vikings again. So, So you have that. Then you have Wentz to the Washington Commanders. Now, this was an interesting one because I didn't think Wentz was too bad in old old, uh, Indianapolis. Now, the thing I think is funny about Wentz is, you know, obviously they were mad he lost that game against the Jags. Obviously, there were mistakes that he was making. Um, I didn't think he was that bad. And, And when they lost Wentz, you know, I'm thinking in my head... You know, this is going to be bad because who are they going to get that's better? Honestly, who are they going to get that's better than Wentz? I could only think of a couple guys. And at the end of the day, the Colts end up with Matt Ryan because of all of the fodder and the blowback from the Deshaun Watson situation. And Matt Ryan, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, is a game changer. Like, he is not a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. He's a guy, I I look at him as almost like a Tom Brady light in the sense of similar profile, similar, you know, ability to throw the ball, maybe a little bit weaker of an arm, maybe a little bit not as mentally there as Brady is in terms of Brady basically understands everything. I think Matt Ryan, if Brady understands everything with football, which... He understands a lot of things. You can't ever understand everything. I think Matt Ryan is that like 80, 90 percent, like still a very cerebral guy, maybe isn't as psycho as Brady in terms of his unmitigated dedication, but he's still a good QB. You know, he he has big all-time numbers. You know, if you don't believe me, look up, I think he's sixth or seventh on the all-time passing yards. So, like, he's a guy that's been there, done that, been in a situation in Atlanta that's bad for years. And now he's getting a chance, you know, to play on a team that has huge playoff aspirations. And I'll tell you this much. He's not going to run around like Wentz and make a couple of those wow plays where you he, he pull something out of nothing. But he's going to hit the open man. And when you pair that up with the running attack of the Colts and what they're going to be you know, bringing downhill with those huge offensive linemen, I think the Colts are going to be really dangerous next year. And it pains me to say it as a New England fan, obviously because um, Gate was an absolute hoax. Everybody understands that. More information came out lately of why it was such an absolute and complete hoax. And I, And I'm not one of these people that's like, Everything's a hoax. Everything's a conspiracy, whatever. But it's very clear that DeFlateGate was a situation where um, they simply, the league wanted to punish the Patriots. Nobody in the league liked the Patriots. They caught them in a situation doing something that was sketchy. It wasn't really fully against the rules, it wasn't really something that was not teams other teams weren't doing they decided to seize on little details and then punish them very drastically for it. Um, because there was animosity towards them just because of the media, everything, and, and grown-ups don't like being embarrassed. The league doesn't like when the Patriots are just so good for so long and everybody's always, well, why aren't you doing what the Patriots are doing? Why aren't you this? Why aren't you that? Well, they get pissed. And then when they have an opportunity like this to pile on, they do. So, anyways, didn't mean to go down that road, but, uh, yeah and and of course too don't don't know how the balls being deflated you know helps you win the game when you beat the boat race the team by fifty and run for like three hundred yards but whatever, and then of course, the next year you know having having fully inflated balls with the four game suspension, Brady goes and wins the chip so so clearly the balls didn't matter that much um if he can just win the super Bowl anyways, so regardless. Um, we're gonna switch over to, you know, Wentz to the Commanders. I think that's okay. You know, it's an okay move. You know, give him a shot. Um, but then that move gets blown out of the water because you have Wilson going to the Broncos. You know, and then you know Wilson taking Aaron Rodgers' spot. And I and I've heard this said before by uh, Chris Sims and Mike Florio, and I totally agree. It's a blessing in disguise for the Broncos because Wilson is younger than Rodgers. Way less commitment issues, way less PR stuff. Wilson is a PR master and he wants to chip bad. If anybody saw him in that Tom Brady Super Bowl when he was with Tampa, he was up there in the box with Goodell looking pissed because he's looking and going, I could do this. I could have gone to Tampa and done this. And whether that's true or not, he believes that. And he wants to prove it this year with the Broncos. You know, again, AFC West, absolutely insane division. You got Herbert, Mahomes, Wilson, and Derek Carr. I mean, this might be, this is the best division in football. Honestly, the NFC West, I used to say was the best division. It switched to the AFC West. And a big part of that is Russell Wilson. I mean, there's not a single pushover team in the AFC West right now. And you got the Chargers adding Khalil Mack, adding a bunch of things. I mean, the Chargers are coming. The Raiders are coming. The Chiefs are there. Maybe they're slipping, but you got Mahomes. You still have a ton of talent. And then you have the Broncos, and now they're full steam ahead with Russell Wilson. So that division's going to be exhilarating, incredible. You know, one of the best things, one of the best. Um, you know, divisions in football. And you pair that right on up with now the AFC North as well. With Deshaun Watson going to the Browns? I mean, complete and utter shock that, that that was the decision that he made. And it makes sense because of all the money they paid him. Again, biggest contract in history. Wonder how Rogers feels about that. Oh, let him in again. I let him in the door rent free. All right. Okay. Aaron, get out. Kicking him, kicking him out the window. So, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson, now the best QB contract ever, most guaranteed dollars ever. And he fills out a studded AFC North with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You have the Browns now with Deshaun Watson. And the Steelers are giving Mitchell Trubisky a shot. We'll see if he has anything in the tank. Went to a year with the Bills. Got himself out of that terrible Bears situation. We'll see if he can do something with a better run team. You know, better run organization. So, it's one of those things where, you know... That division, the only reason I say the AFC West is better than the AFC North right now is because the Steelers don't have quarterbacks settled. We don't know if Mitch Trubisky is going to be a long term fit. We don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to turn their roster over and make it a lot better. They did pick up Brian Flores as defensive coordinator, which made me extremely frustrated and jealous as a New England fan because I wanted us to hire him as defensive coordinator. The last time he was on the coaching staff of the Patriots, we actually won the Super Bowl, funny enough, and the defense was a huge part of that. That was the Rams Super Bowl where we held the highest scoring offense in the league to three points off the back of Flores's ingenuity and play calling on the defensive side. But we decided to let him go, not make him the coordinator, because that's kind of what the Patriots do. And again, you might be able to sense a little bit of tiredness coming from my voice, especially when talking about the Patriots. And a lot of that comes down to, I'm nervous. The Patriots have always done what the Patriots did, and it's always been good, but they've also always had Tom Brady in the times that it's been good. I don't know if you can do it the way you do it now the same way without Tom Brady because of how much extra stuff he brings in terms of bringing the team together, working with players one-on-one to make sure they understand what they have to do on offense, and then also having just enough to always come up with important drives and important plays that are going to be able to create opportunities for the offense and help the team as a whole. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm nervous about the Patriots. But the Steelers got themselves a great pickup on defensive coordinator with Brian Flores. I would be shocked if they aren't a great, great defensive team next year. And uh, AFC North may be the second-best division in football after the AFC West. But, man, the AFC is absolutely loaded. Um, And in the NFC, you literally have, you know, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, and... um, Matt Stafford, who got re-signed with the Rams, they're going to try to run it back, see what they can do. And they have all the chances in the world. Um, It's really, really difficult to repeat, as we all know. They've already lost a couple important players. But I don't think they've reached their full potential either. You know, Odell has had those injuries still. If he can stay healthy, that will massively impact what they're able to do. And then in addition to that, Matt Stafford's still learning his way in the McVeigh system, and he has more that he can show as well. So, you know, either way, the NFC is kind of a vacuum right now for, you know, for certain quarterbacks. I mean, almost the entire, it's funny, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers were all in the running for Deshaun Watson and the Bucks before Brady came back. And now that Brady's back, and it seems nobody wants to go in the division with him at this point, or at least, you know, at least maybe Deshaun Watson would have, but the money in Cleveland kind of got him, but either way, at the end of the day, this season is shaping up to be awesome. I love all these quarterback maneuvers, because it just gives us as fans so much more information. You get to see a guy with a new coach, with a new system, and... It can inform a lot of things about the past, too. Seeing this stuff in a new light, it can explain things happened in the past. Was it really Russ or was it the Seahawks? I, I mean, I think it was the Seahawks were messing the whole thing up by not getting the right people in place to take advantage of Russell Wilson's talents. But we'll see. If Russell Wilson plays horribly in Denver and if it looks awful... Then maybe we look a little bit more fondly on the Seahawks and how they were able to hold everything together during their run, you know. But it's all, all this more increased information that we learn is just going to help us as fans um, become, you know, more informed, have more entertaining stuff happen, and and get these crazy, crazy matchups. I mean, the AFC is absolutely loaded with quarterbacks. Um, it's going to be a freaking bloodbath in the AFC to see who makes it out and gets to the Super Bowl. And, and here's the other thing. You might say, well, the AFC is locked to win the Super Bowl, but that's the thing. If you come out of the AFC, you have to run the gauntlet. And whoever's waiting for you at the end, it's not going to be the lower seeded NFC teams. It's going to be the Packers, it's going to be the Bucks, it's going to be the Rams, or it's going to be, you know, a team like that. You know a talented team, maybe the 49ers or I'm sure there's a couple other teams off the radar that I should mention, but um, whoever comes out of the NFC is going to be a true true test and a great team. so it's not just going to be the AFC runs away with it. If anything, it might make it harder for an AFC team to win the Super Bowl because they are going to beat each other to smithereens trying to get out of that AFC playoff bracket into the Super Bowl. Um, But either way, guys, we're going to wrap it up here for today. Quick NFL update. And um, I really am going to try to not dwell on Rodgers in the future. You know, as I've said way too many times in this podcast already, he was living in my head. We're kicking him out. He's evicted. Good luck to the man. I I wish him, you know, prosperity and mental peace. He's been wrecking mine lately, so we're going to be done with that. (laughs) And we're going to we're going to move on move forward and just pay attention to all these other great quarterbacks. I want to pay attention to Russell Wilson because he did make the move that I was hoping would happen. I want to pay attention to Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you know, the civil lawsuits completely messed up completely like wrongish situation. Um but I'm going to let the experts figure that one out. The police, the NFL need to figure it out. He's going to be, he's going to go to civil court. I hope that the victims are able to get a appropriate settlement based off of the crimes committed. I hope they get an appropriate amount that can relieve their suffering. Um, and I'm still excited to watch Deshaun Watson on the field, honestly. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. If you told me, oh, Deshaun Watson's going to jail because it's actually, it's risen to a criminal complaint. He's going to go to prison. He won't be able to play football. I would say, okay, whatever. Next man up. There's going to be plenty of more great quarterbacks. Um, Deshaun Watson was a great one, but, you know, that's the law. That's the law. He broke the law. He, you know, obviously made a massive um, mistake, whether it was on purpose or not horrible thing that he did um but at the end of the day i'm still excited to see what happens on the football field he's still a great quarterback the last time he played um he looked as good as ever so i'm excited to see him i'm excited to see wilson and all these other guys um just going crazy in the afc this year And it's looking like it's going to be a great, great NFL year. Storylines going this way and that. Um, And I know I said I was going to cut it off, but we're going to cut it off here, guys. This has been the Josh Thoughts Official Sports Podcast, episode 23, Rogers Evicted. And I'll see you guys later.